You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, so in case you missed this, Dakotas Crawford has signed an NIL deal with SOS Heating and Cooling out of Omaha. It fits perfect. Dakotas Crawford signs with an HVAC company. And now, I mean, if you go on Twitter, I mean, ESPN College Football's Twitter account picked it up. Uh, No Context College Football picked it up as well. Um, A lot of people. Front Office Sports. Says NIL, that just makes sense. Nebraska wide receiver Dakota Crawford has signed a deal to become the new spokesperson for SOS Heating and Cooling. If it's perfect. And you know what's funny? Dakota Is they probably weren't even banking on this happening. No. But now SOS is getting just a bunch of free pub. Absolutely. 100%. From, I mean, ju- from just signing him. Not even, I, so, I mean, they're probably like recording a commercial in those pictures, but like. From just signing him and releasing the pictures, they've gained a, a ton of free public. Let's see. Okay, I have to find the the tweet. I just got rid of it again. Free um, I, I'm I'm trying to see how many how many tw- likes the tweet has gotten. ESPN College Football. Here it is. Okay, so like ESPN College Football has gotten 56 retweets already. Um, in the last like 30 minutes, nice. there's one that has it, they screenshotted their Facebook post. Mm-hmm. And this one has over 1,600 retweets and 13,000 likes. Um, the original tweet has 22 retweets. Like, this is a lot of publicity for for uh, the SOS heating and cooling. So, good stuff from there. Uh, once again, the account ESPN College Football has 2.9 million followers. Picked up on it and said, uh, Dakota's Crawford has an NIL deal with a heating and cooling company, and it's perfect. So... Uh, so I just wanted to mention that. All right, so quarterback discussion. 402-464-5685. The Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. I want to hear from you guys on this because Rico and I were talking off air about an hour ago about the the quarterback competition and, and whether or not there even is a quarterback competition. We heard over the, the course of the Big Ten media days that Casey Thompson's going to start taking the, the number one reps in the fall, which that's not a surprise to anybody. But... Are we more intrigued by the the competition or supposed competition for the starter or the competition for the number two guy? Because for me, I think I'm more intrigued by number two guy because it's either Logan Smothers or Chubba Purdy as number two. It, right now it feels like. Casey Thompson, you would assume, expect, hope, I guess, that he will separate himself from the rest. You kind of have a weird feeling that he will just because he's the most experienced guy in that room. Um, but also on that on that note, Nebraska doesn't have, and I mentioned this on early break this morning, Nebraska doesn't have the ability this season to take a chance on Chubba Purdy starting and it not working out. And, and I guess similarly, they don't have a they don't have a, the the chance to take a chance or take a shot. On uh, they don't have the ability to take a shot on Casey Thompson and it not working out. They have to nail this down and figure it out and get it right. I you've got to have a uh, however terrible this this sounds coming from me. I believe that with the lack of 
time that you have to get this right and to get this season off to a good start, you're probably looking at a pretty short leash for whoever ends up winning the starting quarterback job, whether that be Casey Thompson, whether that be Chubba Purdy, whether that be Logan Smothers, whether that be, you know, whoever else in the quarterback room if somebody else separates themselves. Whoever it is, if you don't get off to a hot start, I don't know how you can, in good faith, keep that person as the starting quarterback if you are truly reeling and looking at you know, a make-or-break season. If you get off to a bad start, whoever the starting quarterback is against Northwestern, if you, God forbid, lose that game with whoever that starter is, I mean, this may sound crazy, but I don't know if you see that person starting against North Dakota. Which is so crazy to think about because I know this is where we differ, Rico. Let's say let's say Casey Thompson is the guy in, in week one or week zero, and you lose to Northwestern, or he does not look good, but you still squeak out a win. There's going to be two discussions, two possible discussions. One is going to be you, you, your, your side, which I kind of understand is, listen, we got to get a guy that, that's going to produce and get us wins, mm-hmm. right, and, and comfortably. Or you're going to have the other discussion on the other side of the coin where it's, well, now you have two games against North Dakota and Georgia Southern to get Casey Thompson's feet under him. To get yourself right and to get ready for Oklahoma. But at the same time, if the quarterback competition, quote-unquote competition, is as close as the coaches have been telling us. If they truly can't separate, you know, a number one from a number two, if it is truly that close, then what's the harm in having somebody else start in the next game? Mm-hmm. What's I mean, what's it going to hurt? If they're actually that close to being, you know, as good as, as, as you know, each other, it's not going to hurt you to do it. It's not going to hurt you to keep that person as a starter as well. Mm-hmm. But at, at the same time, like, that person had a game to show you what they had. They didn't. If if you lose that game, if you play, if you win that game, I don't. It doesn't matter. You're going to be the start of the next game. It, you could you yeah, could I as agree, long as you yeah. don't throw you know five interceptions and you somehow win that game, like you'll be the starter for the next game. If it just doesn't look, if it's just not the greatest game, but you end up winning, you'll be the starter, whoever it is. We, we, but if you lose to Northwestern, whoever the starter is, I I don't think you start the next game. Will you probably get some PT depending on how that game looks? If you're mm-hmm. if you start pulling away from uh, Georgia Southern or North Dakota, yeah, yeah, you'll get some more PT to kind of to kind of separate yourself. But then that next week of practice is going to be intense, and that's going to be when the competition really starts up. We were approached with a with a question this morning. Hey, Jake. Hey, hey, Sorensen. Um, welcome back. We were approached with a question this morning on. Uh, on early break about a, a possible two quarterback system early on in the season. And I, my, my big defense to that is like, you just don't have that luxury. Once again, like we just said, whichever guy you go with, whether it's Casey, whether it's Chubba, whether it's Logan, right? Whatever guy you go with has to be that guy. You have to put your confidence in because you don't want to have to question what situation you put a specific guy in. I understand competition, but you don't want your starting quarterback looking over their shoulder every time they make a mistake. Every time, if if if, let's just say Casey Thompson is a starter, he overthrows a pass. It's not intercepted. He overthrows a pass on third down, uh, and and you know they go three and out. He does it again the next series, and they go three and out. He's looking over his shoulder, and he's worried. He's going to start forcing things to try and make a big play to make up for the fact that he went three and out two two times in a row. And that's not what you want. You don't want your quarterback to start taking chances Mm -hmm. because he's scared he's going to get benched. Well, think about. I mean, think about the running back room, and and I obviously understand that it's not exactly the same, but you're going to have similar discussions of not letting guys get into a rhythm, right? Because what if what if what, I mean just a, a possible scenario? Casey Thompson throws a throws an inter, or a, a touchdown, 
and then they bring in Chubba Purdy the next drive. What if it's a drive-by-drive kind of like, not saying that I would think it is, but what if it does happen that way? Then you're not allowing a guy to get into a rhythm, and then it's the end of the third, or it's fourth quarter and last drive of the game. What happens if you don't want Chubba Purdy in? Or what happens if you don't want Casey Thompson in, but that's his turn? Like, you just have to nail it down because there are so many uncontrollable variables that Nebraska is going to face this season. So many. And and Schaefer said something ear- earlier this morning that's really interesting. Um, and, and I kind of understand, I kind of agree with him, is that it might not look pretty in the first game. But as long as Nebraska finds a way, because Mark Whipple's new offense coordinator, obviously, right? And, and despite having a full offseason, Schaefer said something along the lines today of, you're not playing other teams in practice. Mm-hmm. You're not playing other teams in practice. And I thought that was, uh, I mean, sounds like a, a such a basic statement, right? But if you truly think about it, it's accurate. Because Nebraska is not facing Northwestern in practice. They can study Northwestern and, and, and act, you know, their scout team or their, their, their lower level rosters can kind of mimic what Northwestern does to give the offense a look, but you're not looking at, you're not actually playing Northwestern in practice every day. And so you sit here and go... They have one of the best tackles in the nation. Well, you just, you don't want to go into the game and second guess everything you're doing, which is kind of what Nebraska did last year against Illinois, right? You just cannot second guess. There has to be a, a vote of confidence with every decision that this staff makes with personnel-wise, in my opinion. Whether it's taking out a guy or whether it's it's switching guys off in the running back room or deciding who's starting. Like, I go back to last year when Nebraska was having the running back injuries and, and issues and things like that. And every single week at the press conference, a, a question was, who's standing out in the running back room this week? And every single week, it was a different answer. It was a running joke we had with Aaron Sorensen every week. We'd say, so, who's starting at running who's, back this who's, week? Who's your, who's your bet? If you had to go to Vegas, who's your bet to start at running back who's this your pick? week? It seemed as if you were getting a new running back every week. Until Ramir Johnson finally took it. Well, you just can't have that this year. Because, once again, it's going to be a similar conversation to it's the same thing over and over. You're not letting the guy get into a rhythm or you don't have guys in the room that are taking the job and that might be just as big of a problem. I think that's a that's that's the biggest problem. If somebody doesn't step forward and just takes the job. Now, once again, if you can't if you just can't decide because both guys are playing out of their minds exactly, and they're both playing that's really a great well, problem to have. That is a fantastic problem to have. You still need to make a choice and you got to stick with it, but if nobody is separating themselves, if they're both meh, mm-hmm. that's a problem. You still though, like even if even if let's say Nebraska has two running backs that are are playing exceptional this season, you still have to figure out a way to manage them. You cannot play the even game where it's every rep is even. You have the same amount of reps. You you can't do that. There's there's got to be a way to manage them. And in the in the throughout the course of the game, what makes a coach great is the ability to make adjustments on the fly. In-game whether it's whether it's in a small scale of quarter drive to drive or quarter to quarter, half to half, game to game, season to season, whatever scale you're talking about, that's what differentiates a decent coach and a mediocre coach from a great coach or a coach that's actually winning games, right? So if you're in the middle of a game and you walked in with Anthony Grant and Jacquez Yant being neck and neck, but in that game, in the first two drives of the game, Anthony Grant's getting the job done, you don't abandon it. You you can't. Nope. And I think that, that goes for everywhere or vice versa. 
if Anthony Grant's not getting the job done after a, a decent sample size, then changes need to be made. But that's what's something that's so fascinating. We'll we'll mention and dive deep, and, and all of our guests on the show that we'll, we'll talk to, what we're going to have the conversation with, is what I'm the most fascinated by this season going in as we are 30 days out from August 27th is how quick this staff will pull the plug on guys. How quick is how short a leash is at, at quarterback, at offensive line, at wide receiver, or not necessarily wide receiver because you're super, super deep there. But at running back especially, how, how short are leashes? Because we know the pressure is immense, but you don't want to pull a guy too early and make things worse and then look like you've lost control. You do not want that to happen. So it's going to truly be something to, to keep our eye on as we go along. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we might get into a little bit of an MLB discussion. Uh, we might put a bow on, on the football talk as well. Um, but the Cubs are about to trade Wilson Contreras. Ben Benintendi got dealt to the, the Yanks last night, and the Royals got nothing in return. So we'll kind of dive into that a little bit, but we, we definitely will still talk football. On the other side of this break, you're listening to the Happy Hour on the Ticket. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. <laughs> 